0: Welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full-time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team, or a large audience, or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories, and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques, I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the Hero Academy podcast. This week's episode, we have Queen Azza. I am so happy to have her on. And in a few minutes... Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, let's get it,
0: let's get it. Let's get it in a few minutes i am going to we we're going to get into it so we started talking just before and i was telling her how how just proud i am of her and like so incredibly grateful that she came onto the podcast this is a very special guest so without further ado i'm going to let her tell her story and introduce herself go ahead queen you're up
1: Super Dave. Let me say first off, I think you make everyone feel special. So thank you for that. I'm truly honored to be here. Hello, everyone. I am Coach Queen, Queen Oz the Second, actually. I am the founder of the Speaking Grow Rich Academy, the rehearsal stage, and I also retired from the Army as the first African American female in field artillery history to earn the rank of first sergeant. Now I say that not to impress you, but to impress upon you that. You know, I know what it's like to speak in crowded rooms with powerful people who look nothing like you. Because there was a time in my past when I was just a pregnant teenager with a speech impediment. I had a stutter, and I allowed that stutter to completely obliterate my confidence when it came time to speak in crowded rooms. I remember when I was in the Navy, I would give instructions to the members of my team, David. And they would all look at me with these confused looks because of my stutter. And I was so ashamed. Oh, my! I mean, so ashamed. And then by the time I crossed over from the Navy to the Army, you know, I started having these visions of speaking in front of hundreds, even thousands. But then you know how that inner critic is. That inner critic, it would rise and it would say, how are you going to speak to hundreds when you can't even get through a sentence? How are you going to speak to thousands? When you don't even stand up in meetings, if you're anything like me, you had a tendency to desire a thing and then question if you were the right one for it in the same breath. Mm. Well, turns out, yeah, absolutely. I was the right one. Thanks to an amazing coach who showed me the way. And now I am me. And now I am showing other life coaches, specifically mompreneurs, how to break free from the nine to five and launch their own home-based businesses from home by just speaking their soul's message.
0: I found you through Google. I just, I, uh, yeah. I wanted to get some practice for my upcoming talk that I did. And I was looking for places to rehearse online and I typed in the right words and the universe brought us together. It was the rehearsal stage and it said they meet once a week Uh, You can practice your talk. You can practice your coaching. And I was so incredibly grateful that you had put that together. And how long have you been running the rehearsal stage, by the way?
1: The rehearsal stage is uh, barely a year old. And let me say before you go on, you showed up and you showed out. You really made an impression. I was like, rehearse? You ready for the spotlight now? Rehearse? (laughs)
0: You showed
1: up and showed out.
0: So... I didn't make it past the semifinal rounds in the Great American speak but Grant Cardone came in, and he spoke to everyone who didn't move forward, and he said, you know, if you made it this far, if you made it to the semifinals, he said, everyone in this room has the ability to go on and be a professional, and there were a lot of professionals already in the room, and, and go on and crush it and, you know, deliver powerful messages. Everyone in that room had that ability. And he said, if you're hurt about this opportunity, he's like, it just means that you need 100 more opportunities. You just need more opportunities. He said the few deals that didn't, that he didn't get, he was just moved on to the next one, next, 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 next. And if you have that mindset, you don't get overly defeated or down about one opportunity. And I didn't lose that competition. I learned from that competition. I learned, I learned a lot. I learned where my gap was. You know, I need to be more funny. I need I need to release more of my authentic yeah. uh, humor. I can make people. La- I'm not a comedian, but I can make people laugh, and I know that I can because I I have before. I have I have proof of it. In my room, I got a I got a good chuckle, but at the end, it fell flat, and I know that I have to work on that. So, yeah. it it just comes down to getting reps, like you were saying before we started the more you practice the more you get reps and that's why i encourage everyone to look up queen and find her rehearsal stage go in there if you want if you want to practice just a 1 minute introduction of yourself which is so incredibly powerful she'll teach you how to do it number 1 and number 2 you'll get the you'll get the practice on a weekly basis of saying who you are who you serve and what you do yes. like you told us so much about yourself In that quick 90-second, I was looking at the um, clock as you were speaking. It was a quick 90 seconds. And off the top of my head, I'll tell you what I remember. Military service, two branches. Were you in two branches? Yeah, which which two branches? Navy and Army. Navy Navy and Army. Army. Mm -hmm. Navy was first, and then then you went to Army. And what, what rank did you finish as? First sergeant. First sergeant. And then the other thing that stood out to me was you had to stand up in front of people and you were afraid to Oh, crushed. How did you overcome that?
1: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's interesting. I I was just like you because you mentioned Grant Cardone. You know, when I was in the military, because folks are always looking at you, I had a level 10 opportunity, but I was only operating off level two skills. Mm. You're operating off higher skills than that, right? And so once I figured that out, um, really, I just beat myself up. I was like, I'm never going to speak in the spotlight again. Like, I'm going to make sure I sit in the back. But it's interesting because the people who were in my environment, they was like, oh, no, this is not going to happen. And they kind of just forced me into the spotlight. One of them is a man named Artez Lamar, who was my very first coach and mentor. And he said to me, listen, listen queen fear of the spotlight is cured in the spotlight mm. and he will push me in the spotlight as much as possible uh, multi-level marketing companies uh, speaking opportunities in the army outside of the army for civilian agencies and he just molded me along the way he poured all the secrets that he had learned in four decades inside of me he gifted me with that and so thanks to his gift I was able to then beat my speech impediment and speak up in the spotlight.
0: I have to thank the multi-level marketing industry also for allowing me to get up in front of a room, give a presentation that was a sales presentation, and uh, and also feel comfortable enough to sit down with a stranger one-to-one and, and try and convey and talk to them about what I had to offer And uh, usually it was like a 197 product, you know, it was a very low ticket, low ticket offer. And uh, sometimes people would say, you're a good salesman. And I would say, I'm not trying to sell you. I'm just trying to help you. And, uh, but I heard it enough that I started to accept, all right, I'm pretty good at sales and I'm not even trying to sell people. I'm just uh, going over the presentation that I had on my iPad and I would just go through the slides. And uh, I did the same thing in front of a room. And it started off with me just telling, like, who I was, what I did for a living, and, and then just showing people the opportunity. And, and I realized that it's not that hard to do, especially with reps, especially with repetition. Yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Mother of all how long, repetition.
0: How long were you in um, MLM? Just in the industry in multi-level general. Multi-level
1: marketing. Yeah. I spent about four, four about four years in multi-level marketing. You know what's what's interesting about that is, you know, a lot of folks will contact me and say, "Queen, I have this dream. Should I burn all my ships? Should I quit my job?" And the first thing I tell them is, "Hell no! Don't buy <laughs> into that. I, hell no!"
0: Why right? would unless, you put that extra stress on yourself?
1: Well, exactly. Exactly. And you know, here's the deal. A job is how you get paid. But your career, your dream, you don't you don't need permission from your job to do that. That's who you are. You could do that anywhere. So even when you were in multi-level marketing, even when I was in multi-level marketing, loves, nothing gets wasted. I don't care if you are a server at IHOP or Church's Chicken or Burger King, none of that gets wasted. All of those are transferable skills that are eventually going to accumulate and make you the best at whatever it is that you are here to be. So when if you are a server, you're learning skills such as customer service, how to make people smile. You're learning how to get organized. And all of those things, it just contributes to the whole. All I'm saying is, you know, nothing gets wasted at all, even yourself, you know. Isn't it amazing because you were saying that folks were saying, hey, you're great at sales. Isn't it amazing that, you know, before we believe in ourselves, we operate off this borrowed belief. We're able to borrow the belief in us from others, isn't that amazing and now look at you just paying it forward it
0: is it is, and, and you know it what forward. yeah i just I just had the idea that i I don't know maybe I'll talk to you about it afterwards, but I was like I could do some calls for you because I believe in what you do so well wow. Thank i i would you. i would I would do that on a commission basis, you know like you wouldn't mm-hmm. have to pay me anything but I would do some calls for you and take, and you know we would record it and you would give me feedback on how you thought I spoke to the person because yeah. I'm not a pushy type of person. I'm just like, heart center hey.
1: sales, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 heart center, one hundred percent. Yeah. i I believe that if you work with Queen, you will be better off. I, I honestly Woo! believe that like,
1: like I receive <laughs> it
0: <laughs> I, I believe it in my heart because I've heard you I, like that's. What I'm trying to tell people right now is go to the rehearsal stage. You'll get a little taste of how she works with the group every single week. Um, Can you tell us what your business model is, like how you earn money, uh, what you do? How do you describe yourself now? Like, what do you do?
1: Oh, goodness. That's a loaded question. I can answer I that from so angles. I know. I know it is. <laughs> well, actually, I'm a knowledge broker. What I do is I connect life coaches to the resources that they need in order to grow their six- and seven-figure businesses. So those resources could be pre-licensed content. It could be uh, they need connections with uh, to build their team, such as a virtual assistant. It could be help me to create high-impact presentations or come and dissect my speech. So I'm a knowledge broker for life coaches overall. Uh, So my frameworks are built on four things. One, mindset. We start with the mindset. I got to get the junk out so I can put the good stuff in because a lot of us are subscribing to a lot of abundance blocks that are keeping us from our greatness. The next thing is skill set, right? So then I'm going to pour in a a high income skill set into you based on who you are because you have to keep in mind that your business is an extension of you. If there's unclarity in you, it will show up as confusion in your business. So a lot of folks who are saying, well, I, I got this dream, but I just, I don't know how I can charge somebody five figures or how I can ask for 500. Well, that's, that's unclarity in you. We got to clear that up because it's going to show up as confusion in your business. So after mindset, skill set, the next thing we're going to target is your environment. One of my favorite books is The Shape of Water. What scientists did was they actually went in, and they they stumbled upon this, but in short, what they did was they took water, and they spoke negative things over a molecule of water, and what they found is when they put that molecule of water under the microscope, it changed the shape of the water, and they took another test subject, and they did the same thing, except they spoke positive things to the water, and it changed the shape of that water, right? And here's what they concluded. The shape of water depends on the information it is fed, right? So the history of water affects its shape. And we are 80% water, 70% water. I think they record sometimes at death, 60% water. That's really important to know because our environment contributes so much to who we are, more than we will ever know. So after the third the third pillar, which is environment, then we go into action because it does not matter what you know if you do not apply action. So the speaking, speaking, grow rich program is founded on mindset, skill set, environment, and action.
0: I love that when you said environment, I thought about how uh, my my backstory, how blessed I am that I grew up. On the edge of the hood. I tell people I grew up on the edge of the hood. I didn't grow up in the hood. I grew up on the edge. And uh, by the time that I started venturing into the hood, I was wise enough to keep myself out of trouble and, you know, go the right, the right path. But, um, you know, I'm grateful for the environment that I grew up in, at times I was kind of bored because I had a farm on one side of my mother's house and on the other side I had my, my best friend. So I had one friend who I played with every day and it kind of kept me out of trouble because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in, I, I, I really feel for people who grow up behind the eight ball in a bad environment, yeah. I, I feel for them. Cause I understand how hard it is to remove yourself from that environment um one of my it, it's not a song that i love but i love the name of it it's by nas he says uh, i wrote my way out and mm-hmm. i believe that no matter what environment you're in you can write your, whatever writing you do whether it's uh songwriting or book writing what I, I believe you can write your way out of any situation that's one of my beliefs that i have um when is your book coming out by the way
1: My first book will come out in about one year. One year. That is my target date. One year. Okay. Yeah. All right. I I love what you were talking about with the environment, though, because I was driving through my neighborhood the other day and I was thinking about when I was little. You remember how you had that one lady that just told everything? We didn't have cell phones, we didn't have tweets and stuff like that. But she told everything. If you didn't take the right path home, who you walked. But somehow when you got home for dinner, like your mom knew everything. We don't have those aunties and those neighborhood watches like that anymore. I really yeah. miss you know, I hated hated her back then, but you know, well but now, I was it, the candy lady. The I was just say, information moves. Yeah, it does much
0: faster. It moves so fast now because yeah. of cell phones that like if if there is someone out there watching, your your mom or your dad they know immediately mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. They know immediately yeah. where you are because they could, they could be tracking you on your cell phone. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. But they don't know what you're doing. If they had that auntie neighbor watch like I did, they would know everything. Where you at, what you doing, what you said, what you was wearing, why you didn't have your pants up right. <laughs> like everything. Yeah.
0: Um, what's, uh, what's some obstacles that you faced that have, um, you know, led you to – so you mentioned being a teen mom. I was a teen dad mm-hmm. also. Um God, God bless you, man. Yeah. God bless you. Uh, what, what's, some, what's some other challenges that you face, like, in your business right now? Mm-hmm. What's, um, what's the next, next step? Like, what are you thinking about? What's next?
1: Okay, so two-part question. When I first started out, the, my biggest challenges were that I was a solopreneur, and I didn't know Ooh. that that meant that I didn't have to do it all by myself. So I was doing everything by myself. I was wearing every hat, every hat, and I was wearing myself thin. The the second challenge is that um, when I first started out, I was only making $5,000 a year, (laughs) a year. And and then on top of that, because when I started, I was in the military, field artillery, because I was in a male-dominated industry, I was begging for connections with females who were on the same journey as me. So those were the three challenges that I had, and those are three challenges that I solved in my program. So what's next for me is I'm actually working on launching a host of pre-licensed content for coaches so they no longer have to start from scratch. They can actually just come in, get this pre-licensed content, and know that because it's a Queen of production, that it is the bomb, and they can take that and they can apply it to their course.
0: I love that idea. I yeah. gotta clap. I got to clap for that. That is...
1: look i take all the claps i can get (laughs) that
0: that's that's a really really phenomenal idea and um yeah i'd love to sample that um that's something that i would buy because i I would buy that and give it as a gift to my other half and uh say here here take this run with Mm -hmm. it and now you have you know pre-built licensed information that you could run with and you know it's good you know it's already worked you know, it's already worked for Queen, and uh, I, I just really like that idea. What's um, some of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout your journey? Like, uh, just top top three. Give us some give us some gems.
1: Goodness, so so many. Um, to have a morning success ritual for one, mm. because how you start your morning off could absolutely affect the rest of your day. So to build that armor and pour into your morning success routine is almost like vaccinating yourself from the day. That means visualization, meditation, that means journaling. Morning success team would be number one. Um, And the second thing I would say is, and maybe it pours into number one as well, but I know when I'm the type of person that I like to go, 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 so it's hard for me to not wake up, just do the bare essentials and go straight to my computer and get to work. I have to slow myself down and say, no, don't forget your morning vaccination. (laughs) Go and plug in that morning success routine. And then the third lesson is um, that, and this one is kind of personal, and I'm going to go ahead and, and share it because hopefully it'll land with you guys while you're listening, wherever you are. I thought that in order to be successful, I had to, it had to be lonely at the top, that I couldn't have companionship, that I couldn't have a powerful man by my side because, you know, you're a powerful woman, you're a boss and you just can't have that. And I was absolutely wrong about that. You absolutely can have a powerful brother by your side. you are you doing what you do? Um, especially me, because I'm not looking for someone to complete me. I'm looking for someone to complement what I already have. And I, and I do have someone. So very, very grateful to be, um, to be able to say that that limited belief is dismissed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Um, What are you most passionate about right now?
1: My mission in life is to normalize women making millions. I am a Mm -hmm. six-figure earner myself. I'm on my way to seven figures. But I want to normalize it because I can't stand the fact that women work five days at Anyone work five days a week, five days and get two days off. That's crap. How the hell did we ever sign up for that? And then we get two days off, and one of the days we have to spend it preparing for the five days. That sucks. I can't stand the fact that we go to high school, we go to college, get some college, some of us, and then after college, someone comes along and says, Okay, listen, the next step is to bring you into my office. I'm going to sign you up for the highest mortgage that you qualify for, and then you're going to spend the next 30 years of your life paying it off. So I'm passionate about debunking a lot of the the things that we've been told that we're supposed to do. It's just absolutely BS, right? BS. And so my goal is to normalize women making millions because it is crazy that When we say, okay, listen, I'm making 80K, I'm making $80,000 a year. You're making $80,000 a year, but you're still just one disaster away from being homeless. Just Mm -hmm. one disaster away, right? Money. Money brings you choices. My grandmother called me. She says, hey, baby, um, you know, I went to the dentist. They pulled all my teeth out. And and so I'm just going to drink some soup and stuff today. I said, well, when are they going to replace your teeth? You know, she's 80 years old. And she said, well, I'll get them replaced next year because I just capped out on my insurance. And if I pay for it now, it's going to be $4,000. But if I wait till next year, I only have to pay $200. I said, well, grandmother, what, what, what are you plan on doing for a whole entire year until you pay for your new set of teeth? She said, I just drink my food. I said, I don't know who the hell you think your granddaughter is. Check your bank account in 72 hours. The money will be there. Go ahead and make the appointment now. There is no way in hell I'm going to allow my grandmother, the matriarch of my family, to go a whole year toothless. I am just saying that that is what money affords you. Choices, you don't have to go buy a Lamborghini with that money. And if you do, don't apologize for what you want. Stop being guilty for what you freaking want. If you want to be an astronaut and a darn ballerina, be it. But you don't have to feel guilty about it. You don't have to feel guilty because you want to be a millionaire. You don't have to feel guilty because you want the best of both worlds. You want to be a great mother and you want to be a CEO. There's nothing to feel guilty about. You feel that way for a reason. Go after it. So my goal is to normalize women making millions.
0: Women making millions. So if yes. you had, on the subject of money, if you had Jeff Bezos' mm-hmm. money, hundreds, yeah. hundreds of billions, and your family was taken care of, what would you do with your money?
1: I will pour my money into socially, economically challenged areas. I will pour my money into education and then I will go into the schools. It, you know, it would probably more than likely be an underground school where I could start pouring in all the subjects. Like, you know, are you, would you consider yourself to be a student of life?
0: I would. And there's so many, there's so Mm -hmm. many subjects that they don't, Teach you in school. Exactly. If we had, if we had a queen, if we had a queen as a school, like that, the subjects that you would be teaching and pouring into those students would be so much more valuable. Like I, I can see your school. I can, I can see it. And And that's
1: where I was going with it. It would be travel. You wouldn't just read about Africa. You'd be on a plane going to Africa. You wouldn't just read about uh mount kilimanjaro you will be right there with it you wouldn't just read about um you know artifacts in antarctica we're we're going at a certain age with your parents (laughs) parents uh permission of course but we'll be on our way there so by the time i just think that the way that we use our school time that we could do that a lot better
0: i want to share uh something um, I you you'll see it on my Instagram soon. I, I took a quick video of my all my brown shoes. I got about a dozen oh. pairs of brown shoes, and when I when I look at them, I just feel so tremendously blessed because I you you mentioned travel. I went to um, a mountain in the Philippines, and I was in a, a part of a part of the Philippines. There's like six seven thousand islands, and I think I was in Cebu. And on this particular island, I was up in the mountains and there were little children standing by a tree and they had no shoes on. They had like uh, Flintstone type clothing on, like it was like brown, like it was like from another era. And they were standing by the tree and I was looking at these little poor children with like, you know, dirty faces. And they literally were living in huts. And I was thinking my God, we're so incredibly blessed in this country. Uh, people don't even realize like how wealthy our poor is here. Our, our poor yeah. is another level of wealth compared to when you travel to other countries. And, yeah. and if you have the ability to travel, I always recommend people do it, go yeah, to some place. It, it, it changes your mindset around like whether you're whether you're sitting on an island uh, I was listening to Jay-Z this morning on the treadmill and he said we don't resort to violence we don't resort to islands (laughs) and uh, we're going to be in St. Thomas uh next week for my birthday so when (laughs) when I'm when I'm on these islands I'm just continue like when I'm looking at the the ocean I'm just continually filled with that's why i travel so often because it it just fills me with gratitude that i can do these things and i i try and i try and share that gratitude with other people yeah. and um i just i think it changed the more you travel wherever you travel to but the more you travel the more it changes you as a person could you just speak oh, to travel You you mentioned travel like if you had a school And you had Jeff Bezos' money, and you you could send people on trips. Could you speak? Because I know you've done a bit of traveling yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, when you talked about um, how our poor are the wealthiest people, in so many words, just reminded me of when I was in West Africa. I was in Accra, Ghana specifically, and I remember I'm walking down the street, and The poor are actually just lying there on the sidewalk, on rocks, not even pillows, rocks, no blanket. They just trust that the traffic is going to step over them. And so I'm stepping over there. And and then there, they don't have bottled water. They have bags of water. So I went and bought Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of, as many as I could carry, bags of water, and I'm putting it by their head. And um, it's just walking, and I'm thinking, and they just get up and... When they wake up, they go to the streets, they beg, and they get whatever money they can get, and then they go buy whatever they need to buy, and they go back to their rocks, and they're down. And I just remember thinking when I got back here, and I'm looking at our concept of poor. Poor here is I have a cell phone, but I have a bus ticket, and I'm riding the bus everywhere, and I'm poor, and I can't figure it out. So what it really did was it really desensitized me to our concept of poor here. Like, you know, you can appreciate Jay-Z. Jay-Z has a song, says, I got a million ways to get it. Choose one. Here in America, there's a million ways to get it. Freaking choose one. Choose one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people have a hard time choosing. So, like, my whole thing is branding for first responders, right? Military, police officers, firemen, nurses, um... And the thing that I tell them to choose first is choose how you're going to help someone because there's three major categories, right? Health, wealth, relationships. And then I add in I add in the two extra ones, personal development and tech, right? Because I, I know a few people that are really good with tech. And those are major pain points. Um, could you speak to some of the higher-ranking military people who are about to get out after 20 years and they don't know... You, 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 spoke about, yeah. you spoke about these transferable skills. They don't know what they're going to do. And like you said, there's a million ways to get it, right? Jay said. Mm-hmm. You said. There's a million ways to get it. I've chosen one. You chose one. I think it's one of the easiest transitions to make, but maybe I'll let you speak to that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you, While you're in the military, first of all, while you're in, don't wait until you retire. While you're in, go ahead and start living your life. Go ahead. Jim Rohn said, work uh, part-time on your fortune while you're working full-time at your job. Go ahead and plant those seeds now. Because when you get out, a lot of times you're so used, you're conditioned to asking for permission to go X, Y, and Z and putting it off and waiting on how they block leave. Believe it or not, that kind of gets into your soul. And so when you do retire, you may go on that one cruise. After that, you're just sitting still, right? So go ahead and start just training, retraining your brain now. Like when you get off work, use that time like you are a civilian. First of all, I, hit, I think I hit about 15 countries on my own dime before I even retired. So go ahead and do that now. And then when you do retire, um, just make sure you take into consideration your authentic self. This is your opportunity to be completely you. So even if you have never been in the military or if you have been in the military, when you first get out and you want to start a business, here's what I recommend. Write down your values. Go ahead and write down your values. Who are you? What do you believe? This is important because after that, you need to create a 10-year vision plan for you. It's kind of like... um. You know, when you go in the mall, Dave, and you're like, listen, I know I'm at Macy's, but I want to go to this one little jewelry store, but I can't figure it out. And you go to that map. Yeah. That map is called wayfinding, wayfinding. Your 10-year vision plan becomes your wayfinding. I'm not saying you got to know how you're going to get there, but you need to at least know what what you want, where you want to go, right? We'll figure out the how later. And that will be my next thing. Don't worry about the how. Don't even worry about the how. Dream as big as you want. Write down what you want to be, where you want to go, and then, you know, step by step, you'll figure out the how. But don't even let that interfere with your plans. But I love what you said when you talked about uh, help people first, because you have to keep in mind that every business exists to solve a problem. Yes. The second you stop solving problems, the second you stop existing, ask blockbusters, axe but Kodak, you have to solve a problem. So my advice to you is right now, start thinking about the problem you solve and then pour that into your business.
0: Mm, that is beautiful. Um, I'm going to respect your time because I know that you have to get going. So I have five quick fire questions for you. Okay. Um, what's your definition of a hero?
1: A hero is someone who risks it all.
0: Okay. When your stress is starting to bubble up and you're starting to feel a little bit low in your spirit, how do you save yourself? How do you show yourself self-love?
1: I usually do a visualization exercise or I will usually go back in my journal and read my gratitude list because it's, it's almost impossible for me to feel anger or feel stress and feel gratitude at the same time. So that usually works for me or I go bask in nature because nature is a powerful neutralizer of negative energy.
0: I do all of those things except for the meditation. I got to meditate more, but you just reminded me of something that I wanted to give you as a gift that I gave Teresa. I gave Teresa this gift. When someone gives you a compliment that makes your heart smile and makes you like physically smile take out your phone keep a file of these notes put the date and put the compliment mm-hmm. and then when you start to feel low go back into that file and look at look, scroll yeah. through those compliments it's that that's a gift that someone gave me and I'm sharing that with you oh
1: yeah thank
0: you third question Love it. Would, would you ever consider would you ever consider opening up your coaching to a, a broader base like a, a Absolutely. different. Okay. That's down. And everyone.
1: Yeah. And you know, so this specific branch of coaching speaking grow rich is about two years old. One, the rehearsal stage is about one year old, but I have older coaching businesses as well from my plant-based days. That's how I originally started with plant-based. So when you originally start, you want to be as niche as possible for visibility. Now I've gotten a little bit broader, than my original niche, because I've gotten more visibility. But that is how you grow your business. You start off with a very targeted audience in the beginning, and then as you grow, you can grow broader and broader. And then eventually you I, can just show Yeah. I, wish I, show like, yeah, I yeah. wish I had a bomb drop. Yeah.
0: I wish I had a bomb drop, because that was with- <laughs> that, that was a bomb drop.
1: <laughs> so eventually you show up, and you just have your name. You don't even have to say what you do. Just, I'm here come <laughs> right
0: yes yeah. yes yes mm-hmm. um what's your what's your greatest power your greatest strength your greatest ability
1: my greatest power is that i'm able to show other people their power
0: mm. if you had a comic superpower what would it be and why my last question for you
1: um i would have dual citizenship uh, in this world and the next i would be able Ooh. to go and visit all the people that i admire the Doctor Maya Angelos, the Jim Rohns, everyone that I admire, and I'd be able to come back as well. So I would have world ah. citizenship in both You're worlds. You're the
0: first person that ever told me that that power. I like that one. Some yeah. people have said go back in time, and I always say ah, you'll screw mm-hmm. something up. <laughs> 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 but, but but the ability the ability to travel transverse both worlds that's uh, that would be a pretty cool power. And yeah. uh, I just want to thank you for your time so much, Queen. Yeah. This. Conversation turned out to be better than our our first one. Third time was the charm. The this Trinity was baby. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this was extremely powerful, and I know that people are going to get value from all of the things that you shared. Uh, real quick, how can people find you? What's the best website or uh, social media? What is it? Yeah,
1: the best the best website to find me on is Coach Queen Azza. At Instagram, or you can go to www.therehearsalstage.com.
0: Thank you very much. I'll pick you out.
1: Woo! I'll take another moment for myself. Thank you. Thank you.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story, and I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at david leith the number one subscribe to the show because i have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss all right one